welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back and enjoy a heaping spoonful. Hello, all you food fans out there. Welcome to another episode of Heaping Spoonful. This is actually our 45th episode, so time flies when you're having fun or you're talking about food. I'm Kelly Bass, and I really love talking to so many great chefs and restaurateurs across the Mid-South as we recorded these podcasts, so thanks to Benny Key Foods for giving me that opportunity. I have learned that talking about food is much more enjoyable than writing about it, which I did for more than 30 years as a restaurant reviewer for two Little Rock newspapers and a couple of local magazines. Today, our guest is Lisa Zhang, owner and chef of Threefold Noodle and Dumpling Company, a favorite spot for so many people, and it's in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. So welcome to Heaping Spoonful, Lisa. Uh, thank you, Kelly. Uh, I'm glad to be here and I also have an opportunity to share some Chinese tradition, food tradition with everybody. Yeah, well, Thank uh, you. as we know, our friend Rusty Mathis here at Benny Keith just took some, uh, some folks to, to lunch at, at your place today. So it's, it's fresh on his mind and fresh in his stomach. So you're Chinese and you moved to Arkansas in 1999 when your husband accepted a job at the National Center for Toxicological Research, which is near Pine Bluff, Arkansas. As I understand it, you'd been in academia and working to help researchers monetize the products and concepts that came out of what they had researched. And when you moved to Little Rock, I'm sure at that point you had no idea you'd ever own or operate a restaurant. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. And uh, I have the, the job in China for 12 years old. And it's completely different field than restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially have a restaurant in the United States. Yeah, which is also very different, I'm sure, than having one there. So... I know that uh, you couldn't really find a suitable job in central Arkansas, and you said that was somewhat because your English was very limited at that point in time. And you moved to Dallas to work for a trading company that's owned by a Taiwanese family. But again, a trading company, nothing to do with restaurants. And you did well there. So tell us about that phase in your career. What were you doing in that job? Uh, actually, I just found a job they call trading company that they produce a uh, display and a fixture for the retail store. Okay. Like if you went to the jewelry store, uh, we made everything but the jewelry. Yeah. So the counters, the countertops, the right. show display cases, all that. Yeah. That's the, they have a manufacturing in China. So they need bilingual people. Right. That's what I have opportunity to have that job. And uh, for eight years, that's the only job I have in the United States wow. other than this restaurant. Business. Yeah. And it's, but, Am I right that you went to culinary school when you lived in Dallas? Yeah, but uh, uh, actually after eight years working there, and uh, I start from the coordinator to help translate the requirement of design and uh, be promoted to be uh, the director of the department and mm -hmm. then later on to be a VP of manufacturing. Right. So, and then that's uh, eight years. I'm very grateful have that job. But uh, inside of me, I always uh, want to do something in the food industry to truly introduce the authentic Chinese food in the society, no matter Dallas or somewhere else. That's what. Uh, but you know, 
you I never know how the American run their uh, restaurant, especially the kitchen. You know, sure. behind the door, how that that looks like and the equipment. That's the purpose. I spend a arm and leg <laughs> to the, go to the culinary uh, culinary school at Dallas, uh, the Art Institute, and uh, to learn some fundamental um, like uh, yeah, uh, sanit- what they call sanitation, sanitation, right. and the food safety, food safety, sure, and uh, reg- American regional uh, food, right? And so yeah, and time. so you learned a lot about not just the food itself, but how to operate in, right. in a restaurant, right? Yeah. But you had, I'd seen that you you had cooked when you were younger. I mean, I guess we all have cooked some, but you cooked as a child and maybe even made dumplings? No, actually, I helped my parents. Oh, you helped your parents? Yeah, just yeah. A, it, it's a very traditional kids help. You know, kids always want to help here and there, especially right. when placed with a dumpling. Yeah. So that's a, that's the way we grow up. Right. So I've, um, again, you've talked about your goal with Threefold, and, and you just mentioned it, was to introduce... Arkansas to the Chinese culinary culture and to to other types of Chinese food because you know as you know I mean you could talk to anybody in Little Rock Arkansas and they start talking about Chinese food they're going to talk about egg rolls and you know hot and sour soup and mugu gai pan and that's not what you serve yeah and uh, I have to say it's amazing to when we immigrate to the United States and I went to Chinese restaurant and it's amazing to see. A, a lot of Chinese authentic food has been altered. Yes. It's, uh, um, modified in the way to suit your taste. taste. Sure. And it's amazing. Don't take me wrong. It's amazing. They they have the ability. And uh, but, however, I just feel something missing You're in sure. this uh, this uh, direction. Means uh, some of uh, missed the, the best part of a. Uh, Chinese cooking, so that's a that's a something I I always want to do, right. but uh, um, to to bring the authentic, uh, the good part of the authentic way of cooking or way of serving, sure, back to the, the United States at least give a chance to to know what this uh, yeah. originated. And, and I think that you know as time has gone on and people have expanded their taste horizons, that there's probably more people who are eager to have food that is really authentic and not what has been doctored or altered to suit our taste. I mean, ask anyone from Mexico, when they walk into a Mexican restaurant in Arkansas, if what they see on the menu represents what they would see in Mexico City, and the answer is no. Not a lot of cheese dip in Mexico City. Right. <laughs> it's more fresh ingredient. Oh, sure. So I yeah. understand it. And, you know, the menu at Threefold, again, we know we have listeners all around, and so some have live in Arkansas and have been able to go to threefold, but just to explain it, it's it's pretty straightforward and it's really focused. I mean, you have, you, you do noodles, dumplings, and steamed buns, and you serve in a bowl, and then the noodles and dumplings, which is the way I usually get them, in soup, and you have salad, and you have a few other little sides, but those are the main things, and you have a choice of protein, which I believe is chicken, pork, and tofu, mm-hmm. and that formula, again... Did you just from the beginning go, I want to do these things I know that we can do really well and focus on that, and it's worked well for you? Uh, actually, uh, yes. A lot of customers uh, in the beginning when we opened this uh, concept, and then they said, oh, they their menu very limited. Uh, it's just three things. Actually, the like a dumpling and noodle in China, the authentic way 
when you have dumpling, you go to dumpling shop. You only have a dumpling, right? But you have variety of protein, vegetable in the dumpling, right? And then when you eat a noodle, then you go to noodle shop. So I already combined three different concepts concept in one. Yeah. So that's a lot, and I even can、uh, calculate even three things we develop a、uh, totally forty-two item. I by, think by all the ways you can put it together, right? Yeah. So it's a it's a tons of work, so we can keep the quality. Right. It's、yeah. a it's a lot. I know it's labor intensive too.、It's, right. These are not easily made items, and so those who know the threefold story know that you started at Second and Center Streets in downtown Little Rock. And later moved to a much larger and beautiful space with a much larger kitchen and an open kitchen on Main Street between Sixth and Seventh. So, I know the answer to this, but please tell our heaping spoonful listeners what it was that made you want to leave your location on East Second Street and move to Sixth Street. I think I talked to a couple of people about this, but I don't know how many people know the true reason. It's not we want to do. Bigger business as a, there's a one reason make me to move is、uh, because in the center street when we take over the center street place it's your mom's good food right it's certain food they cook with a braiser and deep fryer and serve you with the warmer and cooler as a, a cafeteria style right. And by that time, we have very limited money. We put much money on the put out the wall and the floor in white. Right. <laughs> and then, but by that time, I forced myself to accept to try to use your American kitchen equipment to cook this traditional Chinese dumpling and noodle, and with the pasta little pasta machine to do the noodle and dumpling.、Right. And then.、Um, But、uh, we, we we did very well at Central Street, and the customer really、uh, accepted it, may received it very well. But the inside of me, I still don't happy with.、Uh, I'm not happy with the dumpling because the dumpling texture is keep on changing every minute. Right. So the tradition, if I boil the dumpling, not pan fry, you know, boil the dumpling, I want you serve you right away if you can handle the heat、mm-hmm. or set a little bit. Uh, to cool down and but、uh, not sit on the warmer、right. for thirty minutes. So、yeah. that's the. And then I realized the traditional dumpling or noodle has to be go back to the traditional way of cooking. That's a complete reason that I moved. Yeah, and which makes perfect sense because we've all been to buffets of whatever sort and. The quality goes down pretty quickly once it's been in the warming tray. But, but something like a dumpling, with the, where the texture is so important, yeah, that I know it was just like you're like I, people、yeah. like them. I know they're pretty good. They could be better. Yeah, and you even went, nobody recognized. Well, yeah, a lot of people recognize the difference. But as a chef, you know it. Sure. So, and then once they got to Sixth Street, they're like, "Ooh, wow!" Because at Sixth Street, you have that big. Again, you can cook to order and. Right, the big. Right, we, we control the timing、yeah. and not setting the steamer. So then, and, and I, I tell you too that you, know, you mentioned earlier that you all had put quite a bit of money into redoing the floor and the wall in the Second Street. 
it's so stunningly beautiful and bright in the 6th Street. Uh, I guess uh, clearly you designed or you all designed how you wanted it to look, but it's white and clean and crisp and well-lit, and it's just a place that you want to be, and it just seems like a good, clean place to eat good food. Yeah, we, we have an internal designer, uh, mm-hmm. another a very talented young lady, and uh, she tried to, because in downtown it's a historical building. Right. So the goal, we try to match the historical. So we use a lot of towel and uh, try to make that place to be uh, clean mm-hmm. or comfortable lighting uh, with the food. Right. Enjoy. Well, it's, you, you, you have a very good interior uh, designer and decorator. She did great. Yeah. And I know that I was told that threefold is how many folds it takes to assemble a dumpling, which so threefold became the name of your restaurant, which I think is cool. Now, I, I've been told that you created the food um, because you are the chef as well as the, the owner without using recipes. Is that true? Um, you just go by taste? Uh, actually, the, the accuracy, we, we should say now without recipe, should without measurement. Oh, without, like, uh, okay. Like uh, you have to put one spoon. Two spoon, right. Yeah. So that's what is a little bit hard for me to teaching uh, American uh, worker to handle the, the detail, of the, like uh, the taste of the feeling. Uh, because as a Chinese, we grow up it. So our, our tongue can tell mm-hmm. if it's right. If they really follow the measurement, it could be very bad. Yeah. So the true... Uh, what I try to say with our recipe is without measurement. I see. Yeah. And uh, if you screw up, you still need to find a way to make make it back. Right. So you can you the recipe for me is just a guide. Right. It cannot be like a formula. Exactly. Well, you before we started recording, you told me that clearly other people are capable of creating the great food at threefold because they're doing it right now while you're here recording our episode. <laughs> and uh, it is a little after two, so maybe business has slowed down a little bit. But you also said that when you go in to see how things are going, you, you taste what they cook. That way you know how they're doing because you make sure it tastes right. Yeah, that's uh, the, you probably asked me another question, how many steps to make a dumpling because of I think that's my knowledge to know where they screw up. Right. On what step, like the filling is wrong or the dough is wrong or the cook time is wrong. So by eating a one piece of dumpling, and I can tell. Yeah, because I, I did see that you had talked with, uh, I got this out of Arkansas Times, and it says, she has counted and determined that one dumpling includes 24 ingredients and takes 21 steps to finish. And you said that really represents the delicacy of of Chinese cooking. So yeah. yeah. And normally people couldn't recognize that much uh, labor we put in. But uh, you know the good food really costs the time and the the detail of uh, attention. Sure. Sure. To make a All right. Well, listen everybody, we are going to take a short break here on Heaping Spoonful. We'll be back in just a minute with Lisa Jang of Threefold Noodles and Dumpling Company in downtown Little Rock. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass. Welcome back to Heaping Spoonful. Our guest today is Lisa Jang of Threefold Noodles and Dumpling Company, a fabulous restaurant, very popular in downtown Little Rock. So 
even after the move from Center Street to Main Street, you've continued to expand uh, at Threefold. First, I believe, came Haybird, a pop-up chicken-focused restaurant that I think was back in your space on Center Street. Yeah, or, yeah. that's a it's a pop-up uh, concept. Yeah, that's what I use that name. Actually, uh, after a way, this dumpling uh, noodle and dumpling business has been established, not done yet. Uh, right. Of course, we still have room to grow, uh, to to improve. But uh, another uh, inside my mind, I also uh, want to to introduce the the Asian taste, but in your American food. Yes. For example, Arkansas is a chicken country. Oh, yes. And i really thinking uh, that capital of Arkansas, Miss Little Rock, should have a variety of a chicken shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, we have a gas chicken. Uh, Popeyes and yeah, all those things. Uh, yeah, all this stuff. But uh, they are represent the southern flavor. And I'm thinking if I can do something to introduce the Asian flavor, but it's still in the format you are familiar about, fried chicken. Right. You know? So not only fried chicken or the way we cook, like a braised chicken mm-hmm. instead of a grilled chicken. So um, that's something I want to do. But after we're down the main street, establish them, um, kind of have a free hand and uh, want to try. But I know... It, the, the main street, that space is not a spot to do this type of food. So we just uh, utilize a short leasing, mm-hmm. leasing to try this, uh, bring this to life and uh, see uh, just a small portion of the menu and uh, see how it works. And I think food-wise, uh, people like it. At least give them another dimension of fried chicken. Right. And uh, But in the future, if I have any chance, we'll probably do a chicken shop. Yeah. Before exp- I go to graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain how that how the fried chicken at Haybird was different than what you might get at Gus's, or is it is it a lighter batter or? An- no, actually, it's different batter, different, uh, okay. different type, and especially the, the seasoning is different. Okay. And uh, fried chicken, most of the the American style, I, I only you, people enjoy the batter, the 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 fry part. The, Right, the coating, mm-hmm. um, but we marinate. We spend tons of uh, uh, time and the ingredient to marinate chicken. So the chicken and then make uh, the batter light mm-hmm. or thinner. Right. So basically, you enjoy more chicken than the the crust because you put a lot of the flavor into the chicken instead of just putting flavor into the crust. Right. Yeah. And uh, we also the the crust have a season. Right. It's aging flavor. Now, hay bird is no longer correct. No, we, we, that's what I keep it. So okay. until uh, I get time and to introduce it again with a bigger So menu. you just did a short lease, you did it as a pop-up, and then... Right, and I learned how yeah. uh, I should do. Yeah, that, that's cool. Um, so we're recording this episode in early July of 2021, and um, so we're about 16 months ago. Everybody had to close the restaurant in, in March. Did you all try to stay open with curbside pickup or delivery, or did you just close oh, at Main Street? We, we keep on open. I think uh, we are probably few of uh, two restaurants keep it uh, open. And uh, be- before we make decision, and I check all with my employee, I say, I can close the shop, 
closed the business for a short time, and I terminated you guys so you can get a unemployment right. benefit. And uh, all of them answer, we want work. Okay, we cool. don't want to live on unemployment. I feel very inspired by yeah. this young, uh, my young workers. So I said, then I just keep on losing money and I keep everybody. So <laughs> we didn't, up. yeah, we didn't lay off anybody and uh, we keep up. Uh, you sold uh, to-go food because you had to close your dining room for a while. Right. By law. The right. At that time, our sales dramatically dropped 70%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's- so it's very bad. And uh, that forced me to come up with a food truck right. concept. So within two weeks, we decided to do another location to help uh, this business. So take me two weeks to buy the truck, the trailer, mm-hmm. and a brand new trailer in the to put all the refrigeration in. And uh, I'm I'm let me brag about myself. I'm so amazing that we can put all the menu into that. Yeah, into a yeah only beef noodle soup. We couldn't couldn't do there. yeah. And so you're and it's it's. Uh, down in Riverdale, which for po- folks is a three or four miles from downtown, mm-hmm. in a really cool and a lot of restaurants down there too. Yeah, so we, you're on a lot down there, right? Yeah, we own the lot. Oh, you own the lot. Yeah, that's what our next step before the de- pandemic. We are going to build uh, another uh, big operation there called uh, Brent Haber there. Yeah, and the Saki Brewery. So we. Goes to so long design, spend an over hundred thousand design, right. and everything ready, and I almost put a contract, my name on the contract, start construction, and then it happened. So, so, so it hopefully is coming down the road at some point. No, I sold it. Oh, you sold the yeah. a lot. I sold a lot okay. because um, I don't see it's a it's a about five million project. Mm. And uh, after this pandemic, I know it would take us a couple of years right. to to get the financial back. And I'm the person don't like the, the debt. That much debt, right. right. Yeah. Sure. So and we just uh, uh, to keep that community that can on construction side, I, I I hate to do so. I say let's better let somebody else they they have an idea they have a money to build it. Yeah, so them, that's what we sold up. But uh, we still uh, have a contract with uh, the buyer and uh, stay there for a year. That means next spring. Okay, so you're still operating the food truck down there. Right. Gotcha. But you've been you've moved somewhat into to Wessel Rock. Do I do I know that you have a a prep facility in the, a former restaurant on Pleasant Ridge? I mean on off Cantrell, I guess it's on mm-hmm. Pleasant Valley right. Road. Mm-hmm. And that's just something, that's not a open for business. That's a place that you all do work that then gets served at your 6th Street, on your six, your Main Street restaurant. Right. Actually, after we decided to sell the the, the, the lots, the land uh, at a Repsman, and then we turn our direction to uh, buy another facility, which is Pinnacle Valley mm-hmm. Road. Uh, it's a restaurant. It's an existing restaurant, and uh, we use it's a five over five thousand square feet. Oh wow, it's big. Yeah, so we use a half, actually two third of them to do a, a noodle shop, dumpling shop there to produce production there. Okay. And uh, for the front, we haven't decided what to do. We, but uh, my mind is to do something for the neighborhood. And uh, like a convenience store, and mm-hmm. make that neighborhood have a place to 
enjoying the beautiful that 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 very beautiful view. Oh yeah, down to uh, the Pinnacle Mountain view. So uh, we haven't decided that yet, but uh, we at the same time we take uh, a Panera Place, right, the Pleasant Ridge Center, and uh, I think what time we sign a contract. <laughs> There's an article in May of this yeah, year. Yeah, in the May. It said right, that you were going right. <laughs> So is that going to become a threefold? Yeah. Basically, okay. we develop our second location at the West. Well, in, in the hottest, most trafficked, great traffic flow along Cantrell Road there and so many other great places in that center. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we hope we can do well there in that neighborhood. Yeah. Do you have a time frame on that or is it just... Yeah, we start uh, construction already. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, and uh, I think two days ago, we start demolished everything, and uh, uh, we're waiting for the permit from the city, and the construction will be start soon. Good, good. Uh, we hope we can make something happen by the end of this year, mm-hmm. it, but if not, no, nobody's certain on anything yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah, but definitely uh, the early next uh, year. Yeah. Is the food truck going to go somewhere else or are you going to retire it or do you know yet what you're going to do with the food truck? Yeah. Once we uh, we establish this uh, Pleasant Ridge operation, then the food truck will be uh, eased out. Eased out. Yeah. Well, you can always bring it back if you want to go mobile. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that May article that talked about your move into Panera also mentioned something about retail stores. Is that something you're... That's you're what uh, the Pinnacle Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I you thought, can come in and buy... Right. I said the... Con- oh, that's right. The con- convenience store concept. Convenience store yeah. concept. Okay. Or some bakery. Yeah. Uh, so we well, leave I, that to next year. I have to give you a lot of credit because, um, you know, six. I mean, uh, Main Street is... A lot of people would just hang their hat on that and go, I've done all I want to do, but uh, you just keep keep going for it. I, I, I applaud that. That's great. Well, listen, Lisa, I really thank you for being my guest today on Heaping Spoonful. It's been a great talk. Keep amazing your dining guests with uh, your cook-to-order Chinese delicacies that so many thousands have come to love, and I look forward to visiting you there, as I've done many times, and then going out to some point in the next n- number of months out to West Little Rock and trying uh, your spot in the Pleasant Ridge Center. So... I thank everybody for listening to Heaping Spoonful. Uh, We post new episodes on the first and third Tuesday of each month. So keep an ear and an eye out for them. Thanks, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another Heaping Spoonful.